Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, Toronto writer and commentator. Twice a week, I offer my take on the world, from craven politics and unchecked ambition to secret sauces, bitter loss, and fist-pumping redemption. They're stories to live by. Quirky, high-style, tear-jerking, funny ha-ha, sometimes funny peculiar. My tales don't walk down the sidewalk and browse in the windows. They sneak into alleyways and come out onto different worlds. Alex Brown narrates each mini-podcast to bring to your ears what you see with your eyes in my twice-a-week blogs. And now, today's episode of Ramsey Writes. Open the Arts. Written by Bob Ramsey. It's unfair to say Doug Ford doesn't like Margaret Atwood. Ten years ago, he said he wouldn't even recognize her on the street. But he was busy cutting funds to libraries when he said it. So maybe he was distracted. Then again, anyone can see she's tiny, and he's not. It is fair to say that what Doug Ford doesn't like is the arts. He prefers Ferris wheels and casinos to museums and film festivals. That's fine. It's why restaurants have menus. But when you have a record of setting downtowners against your supporters and white wine liberals against red meat conservatives, when you keep concert venues and bookstores closed while opening Walmarts by calling them grocery stores, when you use your golf buddies as scientific experts and Karnak the Magnificent as your captain to get 15 million Ontarians safely through the pandemic, that's not fine. It's no wonder arts groups are screaming at him to let them open up. Not promiscuously or completely, but by allowing, say, 250 people to fill the 1,000 seats for concerts in Kerner Hall, or shows at Stratford, movies at Cineplex, and readings at Harbourfront. I was reminded of both the power of the arts and the magic of beginning when I got an invitation to the opening of Immersive Van Gogh. It's the sold-out Surround Senses art show that began last spring in Toronto, when nothing else was open and has since gone on to open in Chicago, San Francisco, Houston, and this evening at Pier 36 in New York. It's the brainchild of Toronto arts entrepreneur Svetlana Dvoretsky, who just decided to go where the market is. Meanwhile, tomorrow night, the New York Philharmonic will play the first of four outdoor concerts in Bryant Park. Each was originally limited to 200 people. But officials there figured out what Doug Ford hasn't, that outdoor transmission, plus social distancing, severely lowers the risk of COVID. This heady brew of cautious optimism and pent-up demand means that each concert will now play to a capacity audience of 2,000 people instead. The New York Philharmonic is homeless right now, and for a wonderful reason. The opening of its new Geffen Hall at Lincoln Centre is being moved up by two years so that it can kickstart the city's We're Back economy. It will reopen in the fall of 2022 instead of 2024, creating 6,000 jobs, 30% of which are with minority and women-owned businesses. Last week, the hall's architects, Sybil Waugh and Gary McCluskey of Diamond Schmidt Architects in Toronto, signed the beam, signaling the start of construction of the $550 million U.S. dollar project. Then, on Friday, I got an email from another Canadian arts entrepreneur, Angela Hewitt. She's much better known as the world's most accomplished interpreter of Johann Sebastian Bach and a concert pianist beyond compare. But for the last 17 years, she's run a luscious summer music festival in Trasimeno, Italy. 
If you love classical music, food, wine, and heaven on earth, go. Last summer's festival was canceled, of course. And this summer? Well, here's what she wrote. Dear friends, it was with great joy that I returned to Italy a few days ago, for the first time since August 2020. When I saw the rolling hills around Florence from the plain, I almost cried. Now that I'm back in Umbria and see that other festivals here are going ahead, even with limited seating, I want to try to put on a mini Trasimeno music festival just for a few days in July. The dates would probably be July 23rd to 26, 2021. The Italian government will be announcing on Monday a new set of rules, so we have to wait until then to confirm anything. But as time is short, I would like to do all I can before then. If we went ahead with these four concerts, we could only have a maximum of 100 people attend. I'm trying to get an idea of whether or not it is worth going ahead. If you think that you might like to give it a try and would come, please let us know on this email address, info at tresimenomusicfestival.com. Any feedback is appreciated at this point. Thank you. Love to you all, Angela. Meanwhile, last week, a group called Fairness for the Arts Ontario petitioned Doug Ford to open the arts, slowly, gradually, carefully, rather than letting them languish and die at the time we need them most. By yesterday, they had 50,000 signatures. Let's hope he pays attention. Because the arts aren't just a catalyst for many other things, like gobs and gobs of jobs. They're a bellwether of optimism, which seems to be in the air these days. Canadian artists don't need any lessons from the Premier in entrepreneurial zeal or performing on the world stage. Margaret Atwood, Svetlana Dvoretsky, Sybil Waugh, Gary McCluskey, and Angela Hewitt have taken their shows on the road and opened them. Maybe Mr. Ford just feels uncomfortable with all those women. Today's Ramsey Writes was read by Alex Brown. For more information on Bob Ramsey, his work, and all the other things he does besides writing, go to RamseyInc.com. That's R-A-M-S-A-Y-I-N-C.com.